This is the AZ Brandcast, where we explore Arizona's brand and the brands that make Arizona. I'm Mike Jones. Today, I am super excited to have joining me Todd LeMay, owner of Terrain Hopper. Terrain Hopper is a company on a mission to make off-road mobility accessible to all, particularly with their line of motorized wheelchairs that have the capability of an ATV. Um, I've actually seen some video of these products. They are really cool. Um, and I encourage everyone, we'll share the website um, later, but you gotta check these out um, on a podcast, audio. You're not gonna be able to get the full experience. And I'll let Todd really jump in and explain more, but uh, Terrain Hopper is a brand that's quickly being recognized across Arizona and across the United States for their very innovative products and their deep social purpose. And I'm really excited to have Todd on today. Um, so Todd, thank you so much for coming on the AZ Brandcast. And I'm really excited about our conversation that we're about to have. So I just wanna start with the basics. If you could just share a little bit with our listeners about who is Terrain Hopper, what are your products, what do you guys do? Well, thank you, Mike, for having me on your podcast. This is really exciting for me. Um, Terrain Hopper uh, is a Tempe, Arizona-based uh, manufacturing company. And we uh, design and manufacture off-road mobility vehicles for individuals who have mobility challenges. Um, those mobility challenges could be, you know, something you know as complex as they need a wheelchair to get around, or they use a walker, or um, you know, or they use you know crutches, or it could be something where they just you know have a bad knee and they can't do a two mile hike or a three mile hike. And so our, our product caters to a, a, a broad range of, of individual mobility challenges. And, and our goal is to make, through our products, make accessible areas that would not be normally accessible to those people. And, and those areas can include you know, hiking trails, they can include you know, beaches, you know, pretty much anywhere that, that either a normal wheelchair could never go because, you know, it would get stuck. Um, or that maybe, uh, you know, someone who has a mobility challenge, whether it's, you know, bad knee, bad hip or whatever, they wouldn't be able to, you know, go on the, 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 uh, you know, long hiking trails. Yeah. And I think what's really interesting too, you've shared in the past when we've talked about the product, um, just the impact not only of that individual to like their inability with their kind of current setup they've got to getting places getting out doing things seeing things seeing places that maybe they wouldn't be able to using the train hopper uh product but even just the impact on family and friends too right uh, maybe yes. explain a little bit more on that as well i think that's a really interesting part of of the kind of whole product and what you're doing to change people's lives yeah, one of the things that that we've found is if you have a you know family member who is unable to, for whatever reason, uh, walk on the beach or unable to go on a hike in you know in Sedona or whatever, then that limits the entire family because certainly the family isn't going to leave that one person behind and you know and you know go on the hiking trail or walk on the beach and so so that that mobility challenge for that one individual becomes limiting for the entire family. Mm -hmm. And so with something like the terrain hopper, that not only 
opens the doors and gives the freedom to the individual who needs it, but it gives the freedom to their entire family. And my wife and I, uh, a couple of years ago for our, our, I think it was, let's see, our 18th anniversary, uh, we went up to Sedona and, you know, brought a terrain hopper with us. And we decided that we were going to do the, uh, the Bell Rock Loop. And, and so we took the terrain hopper there and it was amazing, you know, just in the, you know, the, the entrance of the, the, the park where they had, uh, you, you know, all the different, um, uh, maps and things like that. It, it, you know, it was amazing how many people were standing there and, you know, some of them were older, some of them were, you know, obviously not able to do the bell rock loop, but the comment that they made was, Oh, where do I get one of those? Because I want to go out on the bell rock loop. Yeah. I want to, I want to go out on the trail. And there were people there that had brought their grandparents or their yeah. older parents and none of them could go do that, yeah. you know, because of someone's limitation. And so we were able to go out and we were out there for a you know, number of hours. We did the entire loop and, you know, had, you know, had a nice picnic out there and, you know, and it was great. And so, so our, our goal is to try to make all of those areas more accessible for, for, for everyone and, and really open up things for, you know, mobility challenge individuals and their families. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, Obviously, on a podcast, audio-based podcast, it's really hard to kind of visualize maybe the product. Um, can you just kind of describe it a little bit and give our listeners an idea of kind of what is it? How does it work? Um, I think, you know, you can maybe think in your head like ATV plus wheelchair. Right, that's right. That's how that, I've heard it described. But that's, um, that's actually the perfect description. You know, it's kind of half, half wheelchair, half ATV. And so it's got standard, you know, dirt bike tires that, you know, it's, it's, it's four wheel drive. It's, it's all electric and, and an individual would sit in it in the same type of position that you'd be sitting in a normal chair or a normal wheelchair. You're not reclined back or, or you know, you don't have to straddle anything or whatever. So you're able to, you know, sit there like you would normally sit in a chair and, and there's two different ways that you can control the terrain hopper. You can control it, we do have handlebars. And so if you have the use of your arms and the hands, uh, you know, you can drive it with the handlebars. If you don't have a lot of control and a lot of strength in your arms, uh, you can drive the whole thing with a standard wheelchair joystick. Mm. And so, so we've, we've designed it so that to maximize the number of people who can you know, drive the chair, we do have uh, one of our customers that we uh, set up where he can drive it with his chin because wow. he's unable to use his hands or yeah. arms at all. Um, and so he, you know, he goes out on the beach with his kids, his kids ride on the back and they just, they just have a blast. Um, awesome. And we also do have the ability, you know, cause some, you know, some parents, they might have a child where they, they might not, you know, it might be a really, you know, young child and might not necessarily trust um, you know, them with this type of vehicle. Um, I can think of a lot of vehicles I wouldn't trust my children with. So. <laughs> right, right, right. And so <laughs> we do have five and six-year-olds that use it. And of yeah. course, you know, one five-year-old might have a lot more ability yeah. than another five-year-old. Um, <laughs> and so we do have the ability for the parents to drive it for them. Mm -hmm. um, and so they can, you know, walk behind them or walk alongside them and, and, you know, use a joystick. So that way they're, they're still able to go out and do those things That's really and then we cool. also have a, a kill switch that we can mm -hmm. install so that if 
if you know when you're just getting your child to learn how to use it maybe don't <laughs> trust them quite you know and maybe it's not a child maybe it's a grandparent yeah no maybe, it should be anybody you just don't trust you, you know, I think of a handful of people i want a, a kill switch in their car so. right right <laughs> i can imagine <laughs> the train hoppers a good idea <laughs> That's a good idea. I think you've just created another business here. <laughs> <laughs> so someone out there can go ahead and run with it. Kill yeah. switches and cars for the passengers. Yeah, that that's a that's a business I don't really want to get into. That I feel like the liability could be <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and so so you know, having that kill switch certainly gives you know, you know the the people you know a little bit of of you know confidence that okay if they're doing something. They shouldn't be doing, they can push a button and the machine will stop and they can, you know, and they can reset it. So, so we've done, you know, a lot of things to, to really make it as accessible as we can. Um, and, you know, it is four wheel drive, it is electric. Um, the U.S. Justice Department considers it an OPDMD, which stands for Other Power Driven Mobility Device. And as part of the Americans with Disabilities Act, which was signed, uh, I think it's almost 30 years ago, which is kind of crazy. Um, crazy. Um, you know, a, a mobility challenged individual can take the terrain hopper anywhere a pedestrian is allowed to walk. Mm -hmm. And so even if it says no motorized vehicles, uh, you know, if it's being used by a mobility challenged individual, they can take it on the beach. They can take it in That's the awesome. parks and that type of thing. That's awesome. Um, just switching gears a little bit. Um, Tell me a little bit about how you got into this business, kind of maybe your story um, and, you know, how that kind of led to Train Hopper. Sure, sure. I, I, um, I was born with um, an affliction called osteogenesis imperfecta, which is basically the brittle bones. Okay. Um, um, if, you, if you remember that, that movie, Unbreakable, yeah. uh, I think it was Samuel L. Jackson. So he, yep. he, had, he had my affliction. Okay. Um, or I, or I have his affliction. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's getting, um, he's getting so, a little older now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so I've had, um, I've had about 75, 80 broken bones, wow. uh, you know, throughout my life. And so I grew up, I grew up in Maine. And as you might imagine, you know, Maine's not the most accessible, mm -hmm. you know, place for people in a wheelchair. You get, you know, you've got snow and you've got ice and things like that. And so, so I moved out to, to, you know, actually grew up about 15 minutes from the beach. And so my entire, my entire childhood, uh, you know, me going on the beach consisted of either the end of the parking lot was the end of the road for me because wheelchairs do not work well in the no. soft sand. Um, or someone had to carry me out onto the beach and wherever they set me is wherever I, you know, yeah. you know I would end up staying. So I moved out here to Arizona in 92, went to ASU, got an accounting degree and uh, you know, did that for a number of years. And then I started an IT company, did that for even more years. And, and, you know, and then I decided to do something different, something a little bit more rewarding. And, and the whole time, you know, in the back of my mind was, I really want to get out on the beach. I really want to go hiking. I really want to go all these different places that that I can't go with my normal wheelchair. And so um, I ended up purchasing a terrain hopper, which at the time was only being made in the United Kingdom. Yep. And so I ended up purchasing one. Uh, they shipped one here 
Uh, it took me about a year and a half to convince them because they weren't shipping internationally. <laughs> I think they were afraid that I was going to call yeah. them and, and have a service request or <laughs> I was going to have a warranty issue or whatever. And so I ended up uh, signing away the warranty yeah. and, you know, I wanted it so bad. Yeah. And so I, I ended up, you know, getting it and, um, you know, I had it shipped to Maine because I was going to be spending a few weeks there. And I said, what better place to have my first interaction on the beach than, you know, in the summer in Maine. And so, um, so my first time out on the beach with, with my wife was really great. We were able to hold hands, go along the beach. That's and awesome. I wasn't, I wasn't stuck where someone put me. If I wanted to yeah. go over there, if I wanted to go, you know, a mile down and just, you know, go along yeah. the water by myself, you know, it, you know, it was very, very liberating. It was very exciting. Mm -hmm. And, um, and every, everywhere I turned, people were, oh my God, that is amazing. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. And they're taking pictures of me and, you know, you, you know, kind of felt like a little mini celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, so, so then I decided, you know, maybe we should, you know, there's obviously a market here in the U S and, and, um, you know, maybe we should, you know, see if we can start manufacturing them here. And so I, I worked with the guys in the UK and bought the rights for the U S market, uh, back in 2017. And, and we've been manufacturing them here in Tempe since, since 2018. So we ship all over the country. We ship to Canada. And we've even shipped to Mexico. That's awesome. I didn't realize I, I I should have known. I should have done my homework. I didn't realize you were actually shipping outside the US too. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. The the um our counterparts in the UK, they they handle the European market and the you know the Asian market. And yep. you know, we handle you know North America basically. That's awesome. Um well that's I think that leads into a great question here of just you know, you're based here in Arizona. What has made um, just being here, maybe there's advantages, there's been maybe challenges, you know, what's been the experience growing a business here in Arizona? Well, I think, I think there's a lot of advantages for this type of business, you know, here in Arizona, especially, you know, in the Phoenix area, um, you know, being an outdoor product, we can pretty much test it year round. We can have people come and do test drives year round, maybe, August at three in the afternoon might not be the best time to come and test drive. <laughs> well, but, and Flagstaff, just good. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and so, and, you know, and that's a good point as well, is that if, if we want to go into a colder environment or a snowier environment, we can just drive a few hours, you know, a couple hours north in the winter. And, you know, we've got all the different climates and all the different environments around here. And so, it, you know, really, you know, allows us to, you know, to test our product and, and, you know, to go out and, you know, show it off in a lot of different environments, you know, here in Arizona. Um, and, you know, being that, you know, it is, you know, Phoenix and, you know, Tempe are, are, are big cities. Uh, you know, we even have people fly in, you know, just mm -hmm. to test our product. So we've had people come in from Hawaii and Florida and, you know, the Northeast. And, and, and so it's, it, it, you know, it's, it's definitely a, a, a destination spot for people. And some people, they'll, you know, work their vacation around coming here so they can, you know, test drive a terrain hopper. So Arizona has been, been great for us. And, and the, the, the parks, the state parks department, because there's over 30 state parks here in Arizona, okay. they have been very 
receptive and accommodating and, and they're excited about the train hoppers. And so, uh, you know, we've got a lot of support here in Arizona. That's awesome. That's really great to hear. Um, as you've kind of scaled the company and obviously the brand, uh, you know, throughout North America, what have been some of the challenges and successes um, that you've had to encounter or go through over, over the years? Well, I think that, that the biggest challenge that we had in the beginning, and it's still, you know, still continues to be a challenge, letting people know that we exist, <laughs> Yes. you know, and, and letting people know that, that these are available, let them know what they can do, uh, let them know um, that, that um, they're available here. And so that's, that's been our, our biggest challenge. And so we've used, you know, social media, and, and everyone knows somebody that has a mobility challenge. Yep. And, and so, you know, through, you know, through our social media, through doing some direct advertising campaigns to some, some you, know, you know, disability related nonprofit organizations like Make-A-Wish yep. or United Cerebral Palsy or Paralyzed Veterans of America, mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of different organizations like that. Um, you know, we've certainly, uh, you know, gotten the word out and, and you know, that's helped us uh, you know, you know, with our sales, we've had a bunch of nonprofit organizations that have purchased terrain hoppers mm. um, so that they can have them for their constituents to use yep. and, you know, and borrow. And so, so that, that's probably our, our biggest challenge is this, you know, letting people know that we exist and, you know, and letting them know our capabilities. Cause we have a lot of, uh, you know, potential customers that call us and say, well, I could never drive that because it doesn't have a joystick. And it's like, well, we have that as an option. Yeah, and so 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 putting all the videos out there yeah. on our YouTube page and on our other you know social media platforms to show people that you know even if you are paralyzed from the neck down, you can still drive the terrain hopper. And so 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 that's been a challenge, but you know we I think we are we are slowly overcoming that. Yeah, sometimes it it's just the hard kind of grunt work of consistently telling that story in multiple places, learning, you know, where are the best places to, to tell it? And it just, it takes time. Right. Um, and, and one of the other challenges, to, it starts to build some momentum. Yeah. 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 One of the other ch- challenges that, 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 that we've had is the terrain hopper because it's considered an adaptive mobility vehicle. It's not really considered a necessity, unfortunately yeah. by insurance companies. And so yeah. You know, insurance companies, you know, it's very rare that an insurance company will cover the cost of a terrain hopper or any any other type of adaptive recreation equipment. Um, they will cover the cost of wheelchairs and things like that. And so that's been a challenge because it, it's almost always private pay. Yeah. And so that's why we work with nonprofits because not everyone can afford to purchase a terrain hopper. Um, and we also set up a, a foundation called Hoppers for Heroes. Okay. And so what we do there is we work with individuals and other nonprofit organizations to uh, try to augment the cost of a terrain hopper by providing grants. And yep. so those grants can be up to $5,000 or more um, to, to you know, help you know, cover some of the cost um, you know, for a terrain hopper. Um, and so we have people set up, you know, GoFundMe pages, you know, a number of different things. And, and, and a lot of the success of a, of a campaign like that is based on telling your story, 
and how many people you can reach on your own social media platform. And so, you know, we've had people who have, uh, you know, opened a GoFundMe campaign and months will go by and they don't have a lot of traction. We have other people that'll do a, you know, a GoFundMe campaign and their entire terrain hopper is funded in a week. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so, you know, it really depends on, and, and also, you know, there's a lot of great companies out there that, that are, you know, willing to help sponsor terrain hoppers for an employee or for, um, you know, an individual that's been, uh, you know, something that, that, um, is, you know, certainly, uh, you know, exciting to have that program set up now. That's really cool. No, that's very cool. Cause I imagine, you know, there's so many people probably that would benefit so much from the product, um, and to be able to have different ways that, you know, they can get some financial help getting to that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Um, I would imagine, you know, we talked about this a little bit before the podcast, just this market isn't probably a super saturated market. I, I would imagine that there's like a bunch of competitors. I'm sure there's somebody out there doing something, um, but probably not a super saturated market. And one of the challenges I've seen with like markets that are kind of newer or less known is like what you just said of like, how do you work through that process with customers who are like, well, this is maybe just a luxury or I'm not really sure I need this. Um, you know, working through that, like as you educate them about the product and about, you know, the benefits of what it can do, how do you kind of, or how have you seen, uh, been able to kind of cut through and say, Hey, this is, this is something beyond just like, you know, well, maybe, (laughs) or I don't even understand it. Right. Like that's probably another issue. Um, you know, the, the, the need is definitely there and, and convincing people who need it. That, that they needed is not very difficult, yeah. <laughs> you know, because they know that, hey, I haven't been able to get out on the beach for yeah. a long time. I haven't been able to go on a hiking trail, you know, so they, they know that they need it. Um, there, there are a number of other uh, um, companies out there that make uh, adaptive off-road mobility uh, vehicles like we do. Mm-hmm. Um, those are almost entirely track style chairs. Oh, interesting. Where they're kind of like, uh, you know, kind of like tank treads Yep. and, and, you know, and they're not, they're not four wheel drive. They don't have handlebars. And so, so the terrain hopper is, is certainly the, the only, uh, adaptive off-road mobility vehicle out there that has, you know, four wheels that has, um, that has the ability to go in 20 inches of water, um, that can climb, you know, you know, the steepest hills, um, and, and, uh, you know, and that has handlebars. And I think Mm. that's one thing that's important to a lot of our customers because a lot of them have use of their arms and their hands and they don't want to, and never have had a need to use a joystick. And so being able to sit in an off-road vehicle and drive it with the handlebars like you would an ATV is exciting for them and is exhilarating because they they feel a little bit less disabled than using a joystick and so um so you know we certainly do have a very unique product um and you know its capabilities are are extreme compared to our competitors and so um so yeah we're you know we're excited to be in this space 
and uh, you know we have the best customers and and you know they share their their videos and their pictures with us uh, almost on a weekly basis of things that they're doing and they haven't been able to do before and and so that's really exciting for for me it's exciting for uh, all you know all the guys in our production environment where you know, at lunchtime we you know show the pictures and videos of what you know what their hard work has yeah. has you know has ended up in so well, it makes it real right like this isn't just you know sitting in a shop making some widgets this is we're actually making something that that changes people's lives right in right. a really positive way i can't imagine like i mean i was even just a little bit getting a little choked up hearing your story of your first experience with train hopper and i can only imagine like you know these stories coming in and just every one of them like wow that's such a wonderful kind of gift right mm -hmm. that you guys are giving to these people um you know where they have an opportunity to do stuff they've probably never had uh, right that's, yeah, that's we've really had, cool we've had people um just come out and do a test drive at our factory mm -hmm. and you know you know we don't have this amazing environment or view it's basically a, a dirt area in the back of our facility yeah. that's got some hills and it's got some <laughs> curbs and maybe we have a couple of logs to drive over but it is not unusual for someone to get in a terrain hopper and start driving up and down these dirt hills and start crying I, uh, because they've never been able to do that before they've never been able to get off the pavement yeah. and you know even just driving up over a curb you know is just amazing to them and so so you, you know, there is a lot of, you know, people that get very, you know, emotional and, and, you know, we get thank you letters all the time and, and, you know, text message, look what I was able to do this weekend. Thanks to you guys. And they're out in the jungle somewhere <laughs> or they're, you know, they're on, so awesome. on a beach with their family. They get a family photo on the beach and, you know, things like that. So it is, it is extremely rewarding and, and mm -hmm. we're certainly having a lot of fun doing what we're doing. I'm glad to hear that. Um, speaking of maybe a, a, a season of, of not so much fun, <laughs> we're in 2021. It's been over 18 months of uh, a pandemic that I don't think this world's seen in quite some time. Um, and I, I, every business I've talked to, it's, you know, there's definite challenges, maybe some new opportunities. Um, I love just kind of hearing from anyone that comes on the show, you know, what, what has the last 18 months been like? Um, and you know, what, what are some of those obstacles that you've had to overcome? What are some of those new opportunities that have popped up? Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's actually a great question. And I think that if, if you would have asked me this question, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, maybe last April or May, I would have probably said, boy, you know, who knows what's going to happen. And we've got no orders for like yeah. two months and, and you know, and it was looking pretty, pretty bleak there, I think for everybody. Yep. Um, but, but I can tell you that, that since June of last year, so June of 2020, okay. we've had record sales. That's and, awesome and so, so that's, that's been a, you know, a good thing. And, and I think I, you know, I've tried to kind of put my finger on mm -hmm. wh why is that? Why have we had such an uptick in sales? And I think, I think it's two reasons. I think one is that our, our social media presence and, and, and that type of thing maybe just started to, to get traction a little bit. 
uh, with with what we've been doing and all you know all the different programs that we've been doing. But I think more importantly, I think that uh, that a lot of people uh, have a better appreciation now for those people who mm -hmm. can't go into the parks yeah. because they're mobility challenged. They can't go on the beach because of mobility challenge, you know, during the beginning of the pandemic, when the parks were closed and the beaches were closed and you couldn't do those things, the, the uh, you know, normally able-bodied individuals who were so used to being able to <laughs> go and do those things whenever yep. they wanted could now not do those things. And, yep. and, and, you know, I think that they, uh, you know, you know, a lot of people were protesting about it and, you know, things like that. Um, but I think a lot of them realized, wait, you know, this is only a temporary thing for me. This is a permanent thing for millions of people mm -hmm. in this country, or this is a permanent thing for my uncle Joe yeah. or my child or whatever. And so I think that 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 um, situation really opened a lot of eyes to, you know what, we need to help get this person a terrain hopper. Yeah. We need to help get this person whatever equipment that they need to get out and experience all the things that we enjoy experiencing. And so, so that's been certainly, you know, a positive, you know, thing um, for us and for you know, some of our customers. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad to hear that it hasn't uh, stayed in the, the doldrums as it did for a few now, months there. No, we, we used to have like a 30 day waiting period. Now we're up to about 90 to 120. Wow. You know, because we don't make a terrain hopper until it's ordered, because everything yeah. is custom made for the individual when when we uh, when we get it. Now, part of that, you know, increase in yeah. our our lead time is not just because we have a ton of orders, which we do, yeah. but it's because of supply chain issues. And yeah. so, it's the other side of the pandemic coin, right? The now. other side of the coin is that we have a lot of supply chain issues. And, um, you know, whether it's just, you know, lead times for motors, you know, lead times for motors used to be four months. Well, now it's eight months, you know, lead time for, you know, some of our controller, you know, boxes, just like, you know, you know, some of the chips that are, are holding up some of the, the uh, you know, auto companies from finishing uh, their trucks and cars. Well, we have, you know, chips in some of our controllers. And so what we used to get in three months is now eight months. And so... So luckily we had, you know, stocked up on a lot of this stuff in, you know, the summer, uh, you know, last June, June of 2020. And so, so we're, you know, we're in pretty good shape and we've got, uh, you know, supply chain to get us through the end of this year with production. And then, you know, things will start flowing again, but, but, you know, we definitely have seen, uh, you know, slowdown in, you know, getting parts, metal prices have gone through the roof. And so unfortunately we've had to raise the prices on, on you know on our terrain hopper a little bit not not too much first time we, we raised the price in three years wow. um but but the metal prices are through the roof i mean everything is just more expensive now and so so those are the challenges but we're certainly overcoming them and and uh you know we're we're trying to have fun doing yeah <laughs> good i'm glad all right well um, that's that's kind of it for the serious questions i've got one little okay. less serious question to kind of wrap things up today so we like to play a little game called name 10 things uh, in our, at Resound uh, with our team. Uh, and usually it's, you throw out a category, name 10, fill in the blank. So I've got that for you. If you're willing to play, uh, we'll see if you sure. get to 10. If you don't get to full 10, that's totally fine. 
but I thought well, has fun. anyone ever not gotten to the full 10? I think most people have. Uh, okay, I don't want to be one of those people. Sometimes they, that... you know, we, we stretch it a little bit. They'll, uh, they'll maybe come up with us. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens here. So, okay. Uh, but we'll, we'll get to 10 one way or another. Uh, so I thought, name 10 places you'd love to see people take their terrain hoppers. Oh, that's, that's, uh, okay. Um, I, I would like to see someone drive their terrain hopper uh, down the Bread Angel Trail to the bottom of the Grand Canyon and back up. That'd be so cool. Um, I would like to see, um, you know, and I, I'm, I'm going to change your question just a little bit. Sure. <laughs> and, and I'm going to make it where, where would I want to go? Oh, there we go. My terrain hopper, yeah, there right? we go. So, because I know some people have been to these places. Okay. Not the Grand Canyon. No one's ever done the Grand Canyon yet. Um, but I, I would love to go to Yellowstone. Mm -hmm. I'd love to go to Yosemite. Um, I love to go to Arches National Park. Awesome. You're at four um, now. Say that again. You're at four. Just keep in count. I'm here. at four. Okay. Um, I, I certainly would like to, you know, go to Arcadia National Park in Maine. Um, I'd like to go to, uh, uh, you know, some of the parks in Colorado. I, you know, I can't think of the, the names, but pretty much, you know, any, any of the national parks, you know, I'd love to go on the San Francisco beach. Mm, um, you know, I haven't, I haven't been there with the terrain hopper. Um, I'd love to go to Florida. Okay. Uh, you know, go on the beaches, you know, yeah. in Florida with the terrain hopper. Am I at seven now? Am I at seven? You're, you're at nine. So you got one uh, more. Wow. Well, okay. They go fast. Um, I think, you know, I would really like to, at some point, get up into Canada, yeah. you know, because they have a bunch of beautiful parks up there. Yep. And, and, and so there's, there's so many places in this country uh, to go visit. I mean, there are hundreds and hundreds of state mm -hmm. parks and national parks and, and, you know, I mean, like I mentioned earlier, there's over 30 here in Arizona and just being able to hit all those, if you did one a week would be, <laughs> you know, a year. Yep. And then there's multiple trails yeah. at all of those parks. And so, so there's certainly, a, you know, a large number of places to go visit. And, and I hope someday I'll be able to at least, at least get to those 10 on my list. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I, those would all be on my list too. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> uh, of just places I'd love to go visit. Um, I don't think there were any on that list that I've been to, um, but that's awesome. Um, thank you so much for coming on today. This was, I think, a great conversation. I loved kind of hearing about your experience. Uh, the product, obviously, I think is just really cool. And I hope that people listening get a chance well, to I had, go check I had it a out. great time and I appreciate you you know, you having me and, and giving me the opportunity to talk about terrain hopper and our, our challenges and, and our, and our triumphs. That's awesome. If people want to learn more about terrain hopper and the company and what the products that you offer, where should they go check that out? So they can go to terrainhopperusa.com. Mm -hmm. And if you're, if you're local here in Arizona and you wanted to try one out, you can certainly call our, our factory and make an appointment um, you know, come on down. We could get you in one to try one out. If you wanted to try one out in the wild, like we say, um, Ability 360 in Phoenix, okay. they're a, a nonprofit organization. They have three terrain hoppers. 
And when the weather starts getting nice here in the fall, um, I think every week or every other week, they pick a different park oh, and they, cool. they have people sign up and uh-huh. they can sign up to get on a terrain hopper for an hour and, and do a trail. And so, um, so that's certainly one way to check them out as well. That's awesome. That's Ability360? Ability360.org is their okay. website and their program is called Terrain Hopper Days. Okay. Um, and so, you know, check it out on their, on their website. And uh, like I said, they're on hiatus right now because it's too hot, but I think they start back up in early October. Yep. And your website, just for our listeners is terrainhopperusa.com. So if anyone listening wants to check out a terrain hopper, even if you're, uh, maybe not in need of one, I recommend just checking it out because they are really cool. And I bet, uh, there is someone that, you know, uh, who would extremely benefit uh, from at least considering a terrain hopper. Um, everyone knows somebody. Everybody knows somebody. I can think of a handful of people, so I need to do my part and get the <laughs> word out. So we uh, appreciate it. want to thank everybody for listening uh, to another episode of AZ Brandcast. It was so great having you, Todd, on the show. Uh, hearing about Train Hopper. If uh, anyone wants to find out more about AZ Brandcast or listen to any of our other episodes, we have uh, got tons of episodes of Arizona brand builders right here in Arizona, building great brands, building great companies, uh, talked with a bunch of them. They're on our website, azbrandcast.com. You can also find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, all your standard podcast places. And if there is a podcast directory place that you like to find your podcast and we're not on there, just send me an email, mike at resoundcreative.com or find us on the website, easybrandcast.com. Just want to thank everybody for listening to another episode. Uh, Thanks for joining us. And don't forget, you are remarkable. The Easy Brandcast is a project of Resound and is recorded in Tempe, Arizona with hosts Mike Jones and Chris Stadler. It's produced and edited by Sam Peggle. Music is produced and provided by Pabrid, an Arizona-based music group. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and at azbrandcast.com. If you'd like more episodes, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you prefer to get your podcasts. To contact the show, find out more about AZ Brandcast, or to join our newsletter list to make sure you never miss another episode, check out our website at azbrandcast.com. Copyright Resound Creative Media, LLC, 2020.